0: Oh, Big Chad. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, let's get right into it. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, We are back for another uh, thick stoic. Uh, So today we're going to go through uh, Seneca's third letter. And we're going to get straight into it. Uh, This one's on true and false friendship. So we're going to do it a little bit differently uh, this week compared to last week, if you guys listened last week. Um, Obviously, you would have noticed that we went through it and as we were going through it, we would stop um, and and, and discuss the points and then continue on. This time, we're going to read the whole thing and then uh, Chad and I are going to have a discussion about it, talk about the points, his point of view, my point of view. And uh, let's see how you guys like it uh, this time, just based on some people's feedback. So, uh, again, give us feedback about how uh, you think this one goes and whether you like this one more or the previous uh, format. So let's get straight in. On true and false friendship, you have sent a letter to me through the hand of a quote-unquote friend of yours, as you call him, and in your very next sentence you warn me not to discuss with him all the matters that concern you, saying that even you yourself are not accustomed to this. In other words, you have in the same letter affirmed and denied that he is your friend. Now, if you use this word of ours in the popular sense and called him quote unquote friend in the same way in which we speak of all candidates for election as honorable gentlemen, and as we greet all men whom we meet casually, if their names slip uh, slip us for the moment with a salutation, my dear sir, so be it. But if you consider any man a friend whom you do not trust As you trust yourself, you are mightily mistaken, and you do not sufficiently understand what true friendship means. Indeed, I would have you discuss everything with a friend, but first of all, discuss the man himself. When friendship is settled, you must trust. Before friendship is formed, you must pass judgment. Those persons, indeed, put last first and confound their duties, who violating the rules of Theophrastus, Theophrastus, judge a man after they have made him their friend instead of making him their friend after they have judged him. Ponder for a long time whether you shall admit a given person to your friendship. But when you have decided to admit him, welcome him with all your heart and soul. Speak as boldly with him as with yourself. As to yourself, although you should live in such a way that you trust your own self with nothing which you could not entrust even your enemy Enemy yet. Since certain matters occur which convention keeps secret, you should share with a friend at least all your worries and reflections. Regard him as loyal and you will make him loyal. Some, for example, fearing to be deceived, have taught men to deceive. By their suspicions, they have given their friend the right to do wrong. Why need I keep track of any words in the presence of my friend? Why should I not regard myself as alone when in his company? There is a class of men who communicate to anyone whom they meet matters which should be revealed to friends alone and unload upon the chance listener whatever irks them. Others, again, fear to confide in their closest intimates, and if it were possible, they would not trust even themselves burying their secrets deep in their hearts, but we should do neither. It is equally faulty to trust everyone and trust no one. Yet the former fault is, I should say, the more ingenuous. The latter, the more safe. In like manner, you should rebuke these two kinds of men, both those who always lack repose and those who are always in repose. For love of Bustle is not industry, it is only the restlessness of a hunted mind, and true repose does not consist in condemning all motion as merely vexation. That kind of repose is slackness and inertia. Therefore, you should note the following saying taken from my reading in Pomponius. Some men shrink into dark corners to such a degree that they see darkly by day. No. No. Men should combine these tendencies, and he who reposes should act, and he who acts should take repose. Discuss the problem with nature. She will tell you that she has created both day and night. Farewell. All right, wow. Chad.
1: That's a good one, man. That's a good one.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, yes. So let's it into English for a lot
1: of things. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Now, just uh, to start it off, uh, this is actually uh, another letter to Lucilius, or Lucilius, however you want to say it, who's, uh, it sounds like, um, obviously, um, there's been some sort of discussion about some person uh, that Lucilius, or let's call him Lucilius, I like to call him Lucilius. Uh, I think it is but, Lucilius, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so there's been some sort of a discussion, and uh, maybe Lucilius was uh, perhaps uh, complaining about a... Uh, "Quote unquote," friend of his, and this is when um, uh, you know Seneca took a little bit of a uh, um, take on this. Now, just to, just to start this off, is that this is not the only letter that Seneca talks about friendship. I mean, friendship is a very serious matter to to Seneca, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is actually another letter, I believe it's called it's on the uh, philosophy and friendship, but uh, in, in this one at least. I feel like Seneca introduces uh, friendship and the meaning of friendship. I mean, from from the beginning, um, he's he's kind of, uh, you know, uh, correcting Lucille, he's saying, listen, you said that he was a friend and not a friend in the same sentence. you know, like, what's going on with you here? Yeah. Right? So um, in, in, in that sense, I mean, if, in, in friendship, especially in today's age, the way I see it is that it's kind of sort of lost its meaning, right? So we tend to use um, the word friend and acquaintance in the same sort of, you know, sentence, right? And yeah, I think it's got to do with the whole age of, you know, the whole Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat side of things where kind of like we've lost that essence of what a friend really means. I mean, the question I, I ask anybody here is, um, and the common question for example is, okay, how many friends do you have on Facebook? Oh, I've got, you know, 300 friends. Okay, so how many of them can you sit with and talk to and uh, really tell them your problems and and your thoughts and your worries and things like that? Exactly. Uh, Ten. Ten. Okay, so how many of these ten, for example, you can sit with in silence and yet be comfortable with? Mm. You know? And then it, this is kind of like a bit of a tricky question. It's like, oh, wow, that's, that takes a bit of a deep, um, a deep meaning then, right? So this is where kind of like you start looking at the friend, at the definition of friend uh, from a different sort of uh, viewpoint, right? So unfortunately, in today's, in today's age, and especially in my point of view, in the way I see it, is that um, you know, friendship is these days seems to be used more or less as a tool for kind of personal goals, right? Attaining personal goals. And, and uh, it's really got to do with how much a friend can really help, or I'm using friend quote unquote in this case, right? In a moment of when I need them. So it's more of a convenience or, or a favor, you know? Yeah. And especially we tend to, to mistake flattery for friendship as well. Uh, and as an example, a good example for that is well, uh, I put up a post on Facebook. Now I'm waiting for how many of the so called friends are going to like it, right? So I'm being flattered by how many have um, liked it. And I'm going to get that euphoria, that feeling of having friends. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, and, and to, to a point, I, I believe this is causing a lot of disorientation of the real meaning of, of friendship, you know? So, is there something between a friend? And an acquaintance, is it some sort of a quasi-friend? Is there, um, I mean, what's the definition of a friend in this case? Is it something where somebody who I uh, kind of uh, has a mutual affiliation to a group that I have or or somebody who's just leaked into my life? And how did that leak happen, you know? And, uh, you know, there's, there's that, I don't know if you know about the bartender syndrome uh, of those people who you meet. And as soon as you meet them, you probably don't know them, but they tell you their whole life story from the get-go, you know what I mean? So... There's a whole lot of sort of uh, things to balance when it comes down to to the meaning of friendship rather than just actually the friendship itself. And Seneca, I feel like um, uh, he takes the approach uh, of, um, you know, at least defining friendship in this case or or what a friendship should be in a more realistic and pragmatic uh, way, basically meaning that he takes the emotion out of it, right? So um, it's like... Uh, he's trying to say, like, actively choose your friend instead of drifting mindlessly into, into a friendship kind of thing, right? So be conscious of uh, who are the people that you want to become your friend. Um, and, and um, like, his basic rule is, is um, that you must judge uh, the people first uh, and then decide if you want to develop that friendship with them. I mean, it sounds so cold, right? But, but um, he's, he's looking at it from a very rational point of view. Um, so, uh, I mean, a, a good friendship is is made out of people who really can pass judgment. He said he mentions that like you need to be able to pass judgment on each other, and that kind of strengthens your relationship. So, what does that mean? Like being honest with one another, right? And normally, like a bond is formed uh, between friends. Uh, normally, like it, there's two phases of action, if you really want to put it. One is is say, for example, a trust right? And one, and another one is a judgment. It's kind of like you can juggle these two, but the tricky part is actually forming loyalty between a friend, like in, in a friendship. And that loyalty is, necess- it, it requires time to mature. Like loyalty is a maturity that actually um, is a result from a friendship, right? So that time plays a major role in that relationship. And And really, I mean, he's trying to say as well, things like, you know, like friendship shouldn't be shouldn't necessarily come easy, and shouldn't be difficult to be to, to be in a friendship as well. Yeah, you know, like you should be able to find friends easier, but it shouldn't be that hard. And when a friend is really true, this is somebody you can confide in, um, the same way as you can find in yourself. So there's that trust thing that you you put into the into the game. And at, towards the end, he starts mentioning more uh, about the balance in a true friendship, like the essentialism of actually having a balance in, in, a, uh, in a friendship. And the meaning is, you know, do you fully put all your trust in one person or do you not trust anybody at all? You know what I mean? And there's a fault in both of these extremes. And, uh, I mean, ambiguous, uh, in, in an ambiguous way, I guess um, Seneca tells you, no, 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 you should choose uh, the path in sort of like in between, Right. Yeah. and in general this is kind of like what uh, the letter i mean my explanation and my understanding of uh, of this particular letter is but if i was to bring it in in today's world and i started off by talking about um you know the the meaning of friends when it comes down to say the social media because it seems that most of our friends are on social media these days or we're making friends on social media but um that the as i mentioned um the essential i mean the, the, there's you know two phases of action right there's a trust and a judgment but the tricky part is the loyalty and loyalty requires time that maturity right and this is a a, a thing that kind of i see very often from from uh, uh, my personal experiences with you know observing people if, if you if i may say that it seems that people have become best friends very quickly right two days ago two people were strangers now they become best friends because they share a a passion or an interest, right? And this is what I was saying before, like the the idea between friends and acquaintances is sort of like mixed and matched these days. But in reality, there's actually a bit of a difference if you really want to uh, look at the essence of of the definition of the two words. Um, So this is where Seneca basically would, would want us to sort of like, you know, wait until we can form some sort of a reasonable judgment of the character of the person. That, um, that you want to become friends with and pass on that judgment. And you know what this is something that is really, really hard to do uh, because you know, most of us, if not all of us really, don't have the intellectual strength uh, to engage in such a process, right? It's a hard thing to do. And um, you know, like it's not you want to analyze every single thing about a person before you can pass this judgment. It becomes like, oh okay, how, how can I train my mind to be able to choose the right mind, uh, to, to, to choose the right person, right? And, um, and and if you don't sort of do that, this is when people can come in and go in your life. And a lot of the times, you, you know, people come and go in our lives without actually knowing why they came or why they, they left. You know what I mean? And the biggest culprit of, of this confusion usually is the emotions that corresponds with, um, to a person when we just met him. You know, like you meet a person and a lot of the times it's emotions that take over everything. And all of a sudden it's, it's you become a slave to that emotion. And, um, and uh, one of the things that we have to be really careful is that these, if you base, um, uh, you know, like a relationship on emotions from the beginning without actually sitting back and doing what, what Seneca is trying to say here is, you know, stepping back, uh, judge it, um, you know, be more rational about it. So if you start a relationship with emotions, it becomes a lot harder to establish a lasting friendship, right? And if you, well, if you basically start it from a rational point of view, um, then it becomes, a, you know, the, the, it allows it to become a more of an honest sort of emotional component to the whole rational thing, uh, which allows it to take basically the friendship take root. So as, uh, to, to, to explain this a little bit further... Um, imagine, say for example, you meet a you have a guy that meets a girl and gets super infatuated by that person, and it's just like all of a sudden, within like you know um, six minutes, um, he decides that you know he wants to marry her. You know what I mean? there's that, that, that sort of uh, concept if I'm to make sort of a little bit of an anecdote here, uh-huh. and that person doesn't really care what that what that girl um, you know you know whether she's really right as a friend for for him or not. That person, that guy, just basically bases his entire emotions and entire friendship and they really want to get to know that person. They really want to be with them, da-da-da-da, without actually having that – so the, the whole rational thing takes a seat back and the emotions come into play. Now, say, for example, that this friendship um, – that this, this uh, relationship, I should say, gets established somehow and something happens down the track, then – issues are going to happen because emotions come and go, right? But the rational thinking and the rational process, um, this is the thing that is really cements it from, from kind of like the base, creates a really strong base of a friendship or the root of a friendship. Um, and, you know, like the, the whole thing about rushing into these sort of things uh, I mean, we can blame a whole lot of things, right? We can blame the whole marketing process of this thing. You can imagine like in, in today's age, for example, um, you know, everything around us tells us that we need to get it now. We need to buy it now. You know, we need to be, we need to be, um, uh, we want everything to happen right now. We want to be liked right now. You know, we don't seem to, to think for the long term anymore, right? So we, seems to, we seem to have forgotten the whole patient um, uh, so, sorry, patience and, and being able to sort of sit back and, and um, really sort of take your time to think, taking time to reflect and take the time to judge. Um, and really, these are, these become the ingredients of, of a really true friendship. And in the philosophy term, I mean, friendship, there's a lot of people that have written and there's a lot of really great writers and philosophers that have actually written about friendship. Um, one, uh, 18th century writer that I actually, um, do like, uh, is, uh, C.S. Lewis, right? So C.S. Lewis says in one of his writings, he says, if I can quote, friendship is unnecessary, uh, like philosophy, like art, like the universe itself, it has no survival value. Rather, it is one of those things which give value to survival. Right. And this resonates to to a lot of people or, or to anyone really whose life has been enriched or even saved by an existence of a genuine friend. Right. And and, um, you know, there's an intricate dynamics of friendship um, that is more than just, the, you know, feeling happy with a person. But it's something about expanding and enriching your intellectual landscape, if you want to put it, and, and even the soul. Right. If you want to get deep into it and friendship is not something that can be you know forced upon you you know rather something that is a byproduct of of interaction with the world i mean if you really want to think about it we interact with nature through our senses right but we interact but uh, through our interaction with each other this is how we grow right this is how we learn this is how we we, be, we get mentored this is how we you know fall in love this is how we make genuine friends that stay with us for the for the rest of our lives you know what i mean um, and this is kind of like how what amplifies um, our goodness. You know, it's it's a, two friends really can amplify each other's goodness. They can become um, good because of each other, right? It's like a, the the, the complement of um, of uh, uh, one onto onto the other. And man, like I, I can't stress enough. Um, it's very rare these days, you know, to have a friend who you can be absolutely honest with. Do you know what I mean? Where you can say whatever you want to say without actually hurting the feelings and and um um or um not necessarily just hurting the feelings that once again that passing on the judgment and taking on the judgment and making that relationship even stronger because of that judgment, because of that honesty that you just passed on. Um so friendship is 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 uh you know it's it's unique in its in its um uh, uh, you know, in its, in its definition and really as what I would like to sort of at least pass on is, uh, you know, be genuine in the definition of who you call friend, you know, it's like be genuine in, on who you, uh, who you love, you know, don't love anybody, just love that one person that you really want to love. You know what I mean? And don't be friends with anybody, be acquaintances with everybody, but be friends with the genuine person that's going to intellectually make you better. Right, the intellectually going to basically bring the goodness out of you, and vice versa too.
0: Yeah, I think that last point, uh, what you said in regards to them bringing the best out of you and you bringing the best out of them, that I think is the, I think one of the most important things of not just friendship, but uh, but even you know for for marriage, uh, for uh, even boyfriend and girlfriend who are serious, you know, uh, I think. If one person is not um, – so if, it, if it's just a take, take, take sort of thing uh, yeah. and that person is not doing anything to to help you grow in any way, push your boundaries especially, right? Challenging to you, push boundaries. You don't want yes-men, mm-hmm. right, within anything. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is within – and I think it's even probably more important within a marriage um, because if you have one person – who is always pushing and and uh, you know challenging the boundaries for themselves and for the other person and for the marriage in, in general, and you have another person who is not so much on the same page, um, I think that's a, that's a sloppy relationship. I think that's a one-sided relationship, and that's, I think that's a relationship that is um, ultimately going to go nowhere. If it, even if it doesn't end, it's just going to – it's just going to leave one person completely resentful. Uh and, and it works the same within the within the confines of a normal friendship. So not a marriage, just friendship, a, a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, and and so on. So a true, true, proper, mm-hmm. strong relationship or friendship, it, it should be like that. And and you know, I think like you said, we it's a it's a word or a concept that gets thrown around pretty quickly, you know, like uh, you know that person's my friend, he's my friend, she's my friend, you know. Uh, And I think it's just because we've become sort of um, almost immune to the actual meaning of the word, you know, whereas they're, like you said, they're really just acquaintances. Uh, Not everybody is a true friend in the, at least within the um, definition that that, uh, Seneca's talking about. Uh, And, you know, like you said, the, the friends on on social media, you know, how many friends do you have and then how many of them can you really talk to? Within the context of the social media, I think that, that those likes that we get is not even to say that we have friends. That's just, even those are just selfish reasons of yeah. Uh, yeah. saying like, oh, you know, so-and-so approves of me. You know, it's just for your own ego to be, to be stroked, for you yourself to get some kind of validation for yourself. And the problem with that is because you have expectations of other people and, and you tie your self-worth and value to those expectations. So you're tying your self-worth and val- mm-hmm. uh, value to something that is completely outside of your control, which <laughs> is is one of the pillars of um, uh, Stoic philosophy, is do not worry about things that you can't control. So I think for a lot of people, a lot of people listening to this who suffer from anxiety who who um, or even depression um, or anything close to that, I think a lot of it would be sorted uh, or helped, maybe not sorted as in cured, but certainly helped uh, in relation to their um, expectations of people and, and the expectation that people should, should like them uh, and even within the context of social media, like posting something and then – or even sometimes not posting something because they think, oh, what if I get judged? You know, Who cares if you get judged? Whatever, man. It's in your mind, isn't it? You want it to get out. It should get out. Just put it out there. And whoever judges, judges. What about the people who are not going to judge? What about the people who are going to like it? Uh, And so the, the thing is it's very hard, very hard to get past this for most people. It's not trick, easy yeah. because the the ego is so strong. Um, mm. it, it's it's just designed to protect itself at, at all costs, and um, it it really there is no other way but to just sort of jump into it and, and do it. Uh, but once you do do it, uh, even then it's not like a, okay, I've just done it now. So it's it's like a on or off or like a or like a black or white. It's a it's a thing that you have to continue to practice and get better and better at uh, you. It's just gets to the, it's a sort of thing where you care less and less about what people think until you eventually don't care at all. You truly don't care at all. Not, not that you say, "Ah, I don't give a fuck. That's, I'm not talking about that. I mean, you really, truly don't give a fuck. Um, you do things because you just want to do it. And that's when you, you're truly free, um, and ideas can flow out and, and actions can flow out. And you can start to see your own uh, potential in things. You know, that's very important. So much things are... I'm just going off on a tangent here, but just... just, just No, that's good. To,
1: that's good. Yeah, keep going. So yeah. many things
0: are just related to this needing to feel uh, validated in some way. You know, even, even as far as people trying to lose weight and their happiness tied to a number on a scale, you know, whereas you know very well uh, on a conscious level that you don't care if the scale says, I mean, the number is just something that's been created, man-made. You don't care if the if the scale says 1,000. If you look in the mirror and you've got a six-pack abs that you want, whatever, whatever it is that you want, and uh, you're in the shape that you want to be at, you don't care what the scale says. That's just a way way to measure things. So people just get sort of uh, lost in that. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. You need to uh, go on to what you say about needing to be a good, good ju- like judging somebody before you make them a friend because the concept of friendship is, is such an um, uh, almost sacred thing, you know, almost like a, it's got to be protected almost, right? Like who mm-hmm. you allow to be a true friend because once they are your friend, once you decide that this person is the word friend, you should be able to tell them everything. You know, like he says in the letter, um, if you if you don't, if you're not uh, comfortable in me telling him something, then he is not truly your friend. And um, you know, the question I think for a lot of people comes: so how do you how do you pick the right person? How do you know who is the right person? How do you pick, And then to make them your friend, you know. And it, this even applies again. So. Just, just for the sake of the rest of this argument, every time I say "friend," uh, or, or both of us say "friend," I think the listeners should should understand it. even applies to a boyfriend girlfriend relationship. It applies to a marriage. It applies to normal friendship, like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in the same sense, like within the within a marriage, you know, somebody, somebody so how do I pick the right person? How do I know somebody's the right person to make them my friend, to make them my wife, to make them my husband, my boyfriend, or my girlfriend? And I think that's. That's the sort of million dollar question. Um, well, I think that, that certainly has answers to it, but that's the yeah, that's the pillar question, I guess. That's I the, probably the better word.
1: And I, th- I think this kind of like is uh, is uh, I've, I've mentioned that uh, that bit before. Uh, I mean the 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 trust in, in, in judgment is is kind of like the beginning of it, right? This is what uh, Seneca mentions um, in in this letter, at least that you know passing on the judgment and the trust. But I think the um, uh, to, to sort of expand on what you were saying now, um, the million-dollar question is really related to time, right? And to be yeah. able to sort of give that relationship enough time to settle, you know, brew it, mm, let mm. it settle, let it go, and uh, give it that time, uh, give it uh, because with time you end up forming loyalty right and it's that's that's the million dollar thing and that's hard to do that's the tricky part right yeah getting 100%. that that loyalty yeah. being that having that mm-hmm. loyalty i mean you mentioned about marriage and stuff like that but you know marriage is is, is a little bit more uh, i mean it's 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 a friendship right it start it should start off as a friendship really and then mm-hmm. that friendship i mean you are a friend to your wife uh, uh right yeah, uh, more yeah, than sure. more, more than a lover or more than 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 someone who you call wife or she's your best mate and, 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 be. yeah, and you're my your best mate and that's yeah, it yeah, yeah. and if you are not if you are not then how can you communicate how yeah. can you be honest to one another how can you basically you know if if one day you come home from work and uh, you got the shit because you know your boss was a dick that day um you know you can come in and say listen i have really had a bad day today and uh, if i would love it if you just give me my space because my head is about to explode and that trust you know that that's sort of like yep you know what uh, I'm going to give you your space. I trust that you had a bad day. I'm going to be here if you need to talk to me. And You know what I mean? Rather than, yeah. oh, well, da-da-da, and, and a whole issue starts happening because there's lack of that communication. But that comes from that whole um, loyalty things, and And the loyalty really in a marriage is is the, the pillar of it all right um you're loyal that's it you're loyal you got 100 percent. you just basically jump off the cliff of uh, uh, the loyalty allows you to uh-huh. jump off the, the cliff without a parachute kind of thing right uh-huh. but for you to get to that i think it's just the time and that's what i was saying as well i mentioned that um, you know we want everything now you know i i want to meet that person i want to be their best mate right now right now you know like you're not yeah. giving it that time to sort of let it go, let it, uh, let it, you know, allow yourself to come up with things for you to be able to judge that person. Um, and I think this is kind of like, uh, uh, the, the, you know, that the patience where people need to sort of develop that, okay, you know, uh, we met, um, let's just go on a date, you know, let's just go on a, you know, five, six dates. Um, let's wait for a little while to see how we go. Let's go through a couple of arguments, you know, mm. right? let's go through, let's go, uh, there's going to be a lot of things that we disagree with, uh, with, so let's see how that disagreement goes, right? Let's, yeah. um, let's have a couple of fights. That's, that's mad. That's cool because then you'd be able to sort of like know the limitations of where these people are and pass on, um, you know, your, your honest truth to them. And it's usually – it's during these these bad moments kind of thing, if you, if you wish to, to call it, where, you know, the honesty comes out. And um, this is when you can balance things out. Like, oh, okay, now I understand who you really are uh, because you're just being honest with me. You see what I mean? Yeah. So not everything is normally, you know, hunk Not everything is, um, you know, flowers and butterflies kind of thing. Uh, you need to sort of, like, uh, take the thorns, see how that thing's, uh, you know, how things go with, um, um, you know, in the bad moments, uh, build the judgment from that, uh, take, give criticism, give, uh, take criticism, uh, communicate if things, you, you know, uh, this is kind of like, but that is the thing. That creates that loyalty, right? So the more you spend time with that person, the more you understand what that person is like. The more um, you become a real, true, genuine friend with that person, the more you want to become loyal to that person. Right? The more you want to sort of um, uh, sort of follow them to to in, in in any situation that they basically fall in, you just want to be there for them.
0: Yeah, uh, you're right. Time is. Uh... Just time spent in proximity with each other in general, and it's something that that uh, you know companies use to uh, to create more uh, team cohesion, where they they will do retreats, they will do things together, you know, uh, even going out together, like on just for drinks on a Thursday or a Friday or whatever. Or just regular things like that. Uh, in of itself, time spent together starts to. Get you to understand the other person, and, and you, you get to know whether uh, this person is, is right for friendship or for acquaintance or, or whatever. Uh, so, I think I think that's that's the one thing you, you can't cheat. I think you're right. Um, you need that time. One thing that uh, the other thing that was said in here was, um, let me see if I can find it. Uh huh. Regard him as loyal and you will make him loyal. Some, for example, fearing to be deceived, have taught men to, to deceive. By their suspicions, they have given their friend the right to do wrong. So this is, what this is saying is um, basically when you don't trust somebody, you start to act in ways that gives them, whether consciously or subconsciously, a way, a cause, a reason to act distrustful and vice versa. If you give somebody your trust, uh, maybe slowly over time, as we just said, things take time. You know, maybe at the, or maybe when it's been past that time and there is now complete trust, uh, you know, a proper friendship is formed. Uh, when you give somebody trust or that person trust uh, and you trust them with something, a task, or, or um, you, you want their, their ideas or their point of view on something That also creates more trust, you know. So it's just built on itself. Whereas the other one, so this one, this way, it's constructive, and then the opposite way is actually destructive. So when when you have somebody who could be a friend, actually, uh, who is you know the right candidate, I guess, if you want to think of it like that, but you Mm -hmm. but you treat them in a way that that you feel like they're distrustful, then they consciously or subconsciously do become distrustful, do become. More distant, and um, it does become more destructive uh, as a whole. That that kind of a relationship. Uh, that's what I took that to mean. Is it? Am I on the right track with that one?
1: Um, yes, yes. I mean, um, the the um, the whole trust thing. Actually, he mentions it a couple of times, especially at the end of the the, the letter where um he does say like uh you know don't trust somebody too much but then again don't not trust anybody right Mm. so be in that sort of uh middle ground yeah the middle ground yeah so that's right and and um look in in a true let's let's call a genuine um friendship here it's i mean we talk about uh trust but i mean think about it from a deeper point of view uh if you have your deepest secrets a, a deep secret um, that really belongs to you. Uh, do you want to share it with that person? You know, this is where the trust thing comes in. Or no, I want to hold it in until the right time that I know that person is somebody that I can actually share this, this particular secret with. You see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so um, um, entrusting people with tasks, whether it's a business thing or whatever, yeah, that's, it's part of it. It's a big part of it. Uh, it just means that, um, you know what? Um, you are an equal to what i see um uh from uh, expectations point of view you know um so that sort of gives you empower this is more empowering people to sort of uh uh, uh shine if you like right so you give them that trust to to go ahead and shine right you give them the, the opportunity to go ahead and shine and, and people see that as subconsciously see that as something that is very they're, they're very appreciative to that mm. right? Uh, but I guess if you want to take it one, you know, one notch higher, is that, um, you know, because you can trust anybody. You can trust, uh, for example, um, you might have a, a new apprentice that starts with you on your business, and you entrust them with a whole bunch of tasks because uh, this is your way of actually seeing if that person is is good at what they're gonna do, and you know, and and if they impress you, then cool, yeah, okay, then you you can you can have the job. Or if they're really not fitting within your frame of what you call uh, a good apprentice, you might say, listen, man, this, this job is not for you as an example, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think what he's talking about here, when we talk about trust, we're actually not just trusting them with a task, we're trusting them more with a deeper secret, you know? This is when we're talking about a yeah. real true friend. Yeah. And once again, this is, the, this is the difference between, you know, trusting a friend and trusting an acquaintance, right? So that level of trust has got, um uh, uh, there's two different levels of trust here, right? Yep. Um, and I, I, think this is where, uh, that bit kind of, you know, like the definition of, of, uh, the sentence that you, um, that you read sort of heads, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um,
0: I think that pretty much goes through the whole thing. I think we covered all of it. Uh, I certainly, uh, got a lot out of what you said and, uh, yeah, I think we covered that pretty well, and we did it in a in a timely fashion. Anything else you want to add?
1: I think this is it. I think it was a great one uh, tonight, Amir, and um, hopefully, uh, you know, it's been helpful for a lot of people out there. We'd love if we can get some feedback and and see if we can Definitely. improve even better on these. So, um, yeah, anybody listening, absolutely uh, hit us up.
0: Yeah, give us some feedback. Give me, give Chad uh, some feedback uh, about this format versus the last one. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share it. Uh, and if this is the first time you've heard about Stoic philosophy, this is the first thing you're listening to. Uh, scroll back. You'll see a couple of other ones in previous recordings. And also um, jump on Google. Type in Stoic philosophy. So it's a massive few thousand rabbit holes you can go down. Uh, or so, well,
1: just listen to us. We'll guide you oh, through it. Absolutely. Just, uh, give us the yeah. time, right? <laughs> week, by
0: week, week by week. So with that being said, that brings me to my next point um thank you guys for listening we'll be back here again next week uh on to probably the fourth letter of seneca and uh, talking about it and i think that one's about uh death actually from memory
1: correct that's uh, that's a deep one so uh you know uh make sure you have your witbigs before you listen oh yeah all right
0: thanks guys thanks for joining catch, right. catch you next week